microphone tested on one, two, three. <laughs> Alright, people, welcome back. This is another episode of Two Girls and a Mic. Two girls and a mic. Ace, how comes we can't sing on our own? Um, Ace, could you know what? Let me just tell you something. One, what? we can sing, and two, Listen. you can cut in some music. Ace like, to be honest with you, in this episode, I feel like you should have played Dedication. I think you should have played that. I think you should have played two two Nipsey Hustle because I just feel like that's where we're at right now. I just want to first of all, I need to clear my name. Firstly, I can actually sing. I can sing. Secondly, no, Ace, I can actually just sing. Just because you're a DJ, just because you were in some group in the eighties, does not make you the connoisseur and 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 and, and the oracle the voices. Okay, I don't like these aspersions on my name. Hold on, no, I need to say this because people like you kill my in- the boy band. Ace, were you in a boy band? Yes or no? Was he in a boy band, Law? You better tell me. (laughs) So the truth comes out. (laughs) We are interrupting this broadcast. We are interrupting this broadcast to bring you some real news, guys. Don't ever let it be said that we do not tell you bits. (laughs) So DJ Ace, one extra of one extra fame, (laughs) of cut the chat fame. It's just been revealed he was in a boy band. What was the boy band called? Stop it. <laughs> I just want to know who are your fellow bandies? <laughs> oh, right. Right. Let's go. We'll, we'll find out later for you guys and Google we'll it. tell you next Go- week. Google it, guys. Google it. <laughs> but yeah, as we said, welcome back. Welcome back. Um, if you joined us last week, you would have heard us with um, the eloquently say nothing boys. So shouts out to the boys. They've been amazing, actually. They've been very helpful in kind of helping us trying to promote the show and to give yeah. us tips and stuff. So, you know, we, we will definitely have them back on our show as guests and we'll get talking to them. Definitely. Um, Shez, what have you been up to? I have been... Um, to be honest with you, can I tell you one of the things that's been dominating my my, my personal schedule at the moment? I've been what, trying to catch up with. Well, I say trying to catch up. So if you listen to this show that we did with the ASM boys, um, I think we said on there that I haven't watched Game of Thrones. I think that was. Did a, you, Cheryl? Did I you think say I that mentioned. I think I may have mentioned that listen. I haven't watched. I hadn't at that stage watched an episode of Game of Thrones. Can I just interject quickly because she's going to skip over the the important part, which is for a whole year. <laughs> This show has not been on the TV. It is just really bizarre that any TV show has a year-long hiatus unless you're insecure and you're Issa Rae and you're really busy with other projects and that's acceptable, which is fine. However, they said to us, season seven, we're ending. We're giving you lot a year's break. Sky has been literally showing every single season... Every single season, and I've been telling Cheryl week after week, it. she has to take your time. Start with season one, episode one. As soon as you watch that, you're gonna wonder. Oh, but can I not just jump in at season four, episode six? Like, no, because you're gonna get lost. You're gonna get lost. And she's just been fighting it. Eventually, now. Eventually, you know, you know what this is because I didn't have time. I didn't have time at first, and then you know, I got a gap in my in my schedule. I came to the end of you know something I've been working on, and so I had more time. So I just kind of I thought to myself, do you know what? Do you know what, Shaza? I'm gonna just commit you to it. And that's what I did. I committed to it and boy has it been a journey. I've been loving it. But um so I'm not up to season eight yet. Right. 
I am on season six. I think I might be episode three, four of oh, season man, six. It's taking so long. I know, but... I just want to talk about this. <laughs> Every time we come here, I'm like, this is work Game of Friends. Oh, no, I can't because I, I haven't watched it yet. I know. What a nonsense. But, 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 can I just say, I'm really enjoying it. So can you ask me who, ask me who my favourite character is? <sighs> Not that it matters, but who's your favourite character? <laughs> Jon Snow! I love him! Oh, oh I love him. Wait. I love his face. I love his, I love, I love Jon Snow. He's too wussy. No, I love, I love that. He's a, he's, 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 he's got a heart. He's, 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 I love Jon Snow. I really, really do. All of those other men just look so dirty and stink. (laughs) And you just, apart from when Jamie Lannister cleans up, he looks all right. But everyone else just looks like their breath kicks (laughs) of horse manure. But but Jon Snow just looks so sweet. And he's supposed to, he's supposed to make everybody fall in love with him that's you know tv yeah. magic but really as a person he's a bit of a wuss no but he's do you know what he is he's just a kind-hearted soul he is kind His heart but transcends the times that he lives through oh god really i need does. him to have because like i'm glad you actually mentioned the times. so this is probably like medieval kind of like mm. setting yeah mm-hmm. and i just think in then kind of days yeah you probably need a little bit more Gumption. Oh, well, you're not going to make you it because it's you every do. man for themselves. You do. And John always gets himself into certain predicaments. I'm like, John, don't put yourself out there. Out there. <laughs> it's just too much out, out there, there. Out there. It's just out there. <laughs> Understand that you love your people. You want to protect. And that's fine. But sometimes just weigh up the pros and cons and see, you know. You're absolutely right. I think, I think. Let's go and get a white walker. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Are you mad? I'm just gonna you, no. you and a couple of men just gonna go out there into the snow, into the minus zero. Oh, that's let's get a white horrid. Walker. The weather conditions. Uh, you can feel awful. it through the TV. <laughs> the weather conditions actually look awful. Oh dear. Sometimes I'm watching it and I'm thinking to myself, it's what you just said. Mm. It, the thing I feel sorry for in terms of all the characters and obviously yeah we know it's um you know make believe whatever mm. but nobody's really got a long life expectancy there. at all anything can happen to you you get attached and then all of a sudden that's it but i just mean even living living in those times it seems like maybe the you know people that are of kind of age in there mm. you just think to yourself mate you've done well because the amount of wars <laughs> yeah. and this yeah you, you this know, one's like 80 year old how did you get to how 80? did you get to 80 <laughs> you've done listen that's remarkable mm. because the way people are getting cut down in their prime in their <laughs> in their pre-teen prime sometimes as well One it's time, like yeah. wow um so yeah no I'm, i've been really enjoying it shout outs to everyone who said i should start watching it and Told you, man. finally finally I have started watching it. So it's really weird because, um, so my mate was in season two. A friend of mine was in season Mm. two. And you know the actor, Nonso? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's really, really funny is that I remember when he was filming it Mm. and I, I, you know, I was just like, just weirdly, I've got another friend. I think you know him as well. That was in it as well? No, no, no. Um, You know the friend that I'm about to talk about. He's um, a boxer. 
um, he was he auditioned to be in it, and he right. was supposed to be part of the Unsullied. Right, right, he's right. Skin, so. Oh, can I just tell yeah. you who I like? Well, first, let me just say about so about nonsense. So I I wasn't like he he was telling me when he was filming it. I remember where he went. I can't yeah. remember where it was to New film Zealand, it. Something. No, I think it was somewhere in Eastern Europe. To oh. be honest, to to go and film it, and then. And sorry, when I say Europe's, I did it on purpose. It's not a typo. Okay. <laughs> um, so I just thought I'd add that. But um, it's really weird that now, all these years later, mm. I've watched it. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, now I've watched it yeah. now. <laughs> I saw your character. Did you message him and say, I finally watched yeah, you on Gate? You're probably thinking, I've probably done about 10 films since, since then. then. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> the Unsullied, Grey Worm. Oh, no. Grey Worm is so sweet. He's, listen. <laughs> I mean, apart from the obvious deficiency, Grey Worm is delightful. Why do they do them like that for? I know. You'll be really sick in the head to think, what's the most painful thing I can do I to know. you? Let me just chop off your bits, kibbles and bits. Oh, just so that you can live a life to, to serve me. I don't need to um, reproduce any oh god it's really awful, bad isn't it? yeah awful, awful, awful. but yeah so yeah my friend he was supposed to be an unsullied like i said he's light-skinned mm. sorry he mm. looks like <laughs> <laughs> he looks like an unsullied <laughs> but i really i was really hoping and praying because he's such a lovely person he does acting and everything but he didn't right. get it unfortunately okay but um also, but because he's a boxer as well this guy yeah but even though he's light-skinned he's i think he's a bit too tonk Right, so because right, the right. aren't particularly they're not are they no meaty people no, no. and my friend is quite he's quite he's quite built so right. probably I don't know if that's the reason but yeah should I tell you who I was really kind of oh hello who? <laughs> Khaleesi's husband oh um <laughs> Lisa Bonet's man um Aquaman oh hello <laughs> uh, um what's his name again Ace what's his name don't act like you don't is remember Jason something Jason Momoa yeah in the heart i was like hello. hello there's this really funny video floating around on facebook of jason giving an interview like i think he i think he's um i think he's hawaiian mm. and he's on one of the hawaiian islands and there's this hawaiian woman me right away I'll tell you about <laughs> it there's this woman in the crowd who is just like oh my god jason hi how are you the way she's asking questions is very flirty but it is so funny if i can find it i'll try and send it to you she's like oh hello and oh those arms like how did how 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 many days in the how many days in the week do you spend in the gym to get your arms like that if i uh. could just you know just have a quick <laughs> squeeze and everything and he was he was playing it off and he, it was a really nice interaction between the two yeah. of them he was getting really embarrassed but it was so funny she went up there gave him a hug but you know when the hug is just a little bit too yeah, long yeah, i'm like yeah, yeah, yeah. i wonder how lisa bonet coats with all so, of that so he, he and lisa bonet still together they're married and with kids and everything how nice for her. I know, right? Lisa, write a book. <laughs> Listen, women like, okay, so Lisa Bonet, um, Jada Pinkett Smith, um, Victoria Beckham, like these people, women, mm. please write a book. What are we doing wrong? Nah, but you know what? I don't want to be out here slandering anybody, but mm. we may not want Beckham. <laughs> a lot of people might have had Beckham. I know, Allegedly. but what I'm saying is like, there was something Maybe that they did that we're missing. Just put put a little put a little sprinkle, put a little mm. book out, put a little. Or well, Sierra, everyone everyone oh says on, on 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 Instagram they want to know Sierra's prayer to yeah. get um Russell. And you know he's now he's now the highest paid hey, sports know. person in the um is it the NFL, NFL. that he plays in? One hundred and forty yeah. million for four years. The minute he signed, he got sixty five million. 
So even if he breaks his... No, 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 no. They got sixty-five. Right, they got, exactly. That's why Sierra's they. all in the video, like, "Babe, I love you. I love you." Yeah, Future is somewhere do. in a corner, like tearing his hair out because he, for some reason, hates that man. Like, why is that? Why is that man got his name in my mouth? Nobody's talking oh, about shut you. Is he's so irritating because it's like you need to be glad that actually Sierra's actually found a man that loves your son in the way that he does because mm-hmm. not a lot of. Um, kids have that with their stepmom or stepdad whatever the case may be some mm-hmm. of them treat them terribly but this man has literally embraced your son yep and just given him everything he needs to be a yep. full well-rounded individual and you've got a problem with that future Dummy. Is, is one Shut of those up. guys that to be honest he should just only open his mouth maybe to mumble rap or whatever he does <laughs> But he shouldn't. And, you know, I like I like some of future stuff. So mm. let me not even sound too disparaging of it. Um, I don't it have an issue with his music. It's but just he, him as a yeah, person. Yeah, that's what I'm vile. saying. So Shut he up. should just stick to music and just 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 be those cheekbones. That's all you <laughs> need you to do. Did you see what he tweeted when Nipsey Hussle died? And somebody had to respond Oh, when he was like something about that, you know, there needs to be more like us. <laughs> There needs to be more like us or something like that. Like, which us? And which somebody us, was bruh? like, Somebody started off saying like, look, I like your music, bruh, but let's not pretend that you've been out here doing, doing all kinds of like, you know, <laughs> charity work. And like, you've just been up here getting women pregnant, left, right and centre, then getting left, vexed right at and them. Centre. And drinking, another one on drinking the your, your dirty Sprite and all of that. Mm-hmm. Nah, behave yourself. But yeah, he's, he's, so welcome to the Game of Thrones club. I'm glad you're in. You need to hurry up and watch the rest because, like I said, come next week if you've not watched it. I'm probably gonna. I'm probably gonna get by the time I get home. Obviously, because tomorrow's no work, I'm probably gonna get through two episodes tonight. So that would be good. good. And it sounds like you were saying if I'm in that kind of um, ep- yeah, season you six, watched yeah this. Three, you're four. in season six, which is yeah. I'm gonna see the matters. Oh gosh. So yeah, gosh. Yes, that's all I'm going to say. Right. But anyway, speaking of TV or speaking of like Netflix or streaming services, Beyonce. 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 Has blessed us again <laughs> with a, um, a documentary fly on the wall kind of look at her Baychella. It's called Homecoming. It's on Netflix. Um, people were like wait, literally waiting up in the same way that I was, well, I and other people were trying to wait up to watch the new season of Game of Thrones. People in the States are waiting up to, you know, for mm. Netflix to upload the homecoming. I haven't watched it yet simply because I've been so busy. Yeah. It's, I don't want to do what I did when I tried to stay up to two o'clock in the morning mm. to watch Game of Thrones and just fall asleep. Mm. So Homecoming came out. So I'm planning. I'll probably watch it on Easter Sunday, Sunday to be fair. Yeah. Because I need it on my, my big screen TV. Long. Yeah. I'm going to plug in my, I've got a plug that's got, um that can lead to an extra speaker that I've got mm-hmm. in my room. And I just want the whole house to be blaring. The experience. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I did watch it, but I need to watch it again because I watched it and I had um, a friend came around yesterday and I was kind of doing other stuff anyway when it first was on, when I first put it on. So I wasn't, um, you know, I'd, I'd tune in for some bits and then my attention would go elsewhere. But, you know, it made, it gave me a deeper appreciation, mm. if that was even possible, of her 2018 Coachella performance. Mm-mm. It remains outstanding yeah it remains and I, i'm using that word in the real sense of the word like it was outstanding somebody it was um, awesome 
there's this girl oh what's the name of the girl that was in um some girl that was in love island i can't remember her name one of the one of the characters we keep calling them characters it's like <laughs> it's so weird they're that we people. say that they're actual people but <laughs> the way that they represent themselves sometimes they come in like characters anyway but yeah she's from love island and she was at coachella and she took a picture of herself there posting on her instagram page saying that Coachella's all right, but I wouldn't waste your money coming here. It's literally people just come here just to take pictures for Instagram. Yeah, did she? She also said something about the Uber drops you off, and then it's an hour walk to actually get to the main bit. And um, you remember um, Nene from that group Body Body Groove? Oh yes, yeah. So I follow her. We follow each other, and she was like, basically reiterating now as well. No, 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 no. She said she's been before, and she said that's exactly what it's like. And they want to charge you stupid amounts of money to. Oh, I think she was trying to get a taxi from one place to the next, which probably like down the road, three hundred dollars. Please love. She's like, what? They ended up walking, and she said it's just mad. It's dusty. Sand gets in everything. It gets everywhere when you get back to your hotel. Sand coming up your ears, out of every hole in your body she's mm. like she didn't enjoy it at all so I was saying you know what to be fair now that Beyonce's actually bodied coach who are you going there to watch who's going to top that I was saying that to my friend yesterday because my friend was watching it and then she she was like oh you know I'd love to do it I'd love to do a Coachella experience I was like nah, no there's no, there's no point, point. unless no Beyonce's point. like I'm coming back for yeah who's part doing two. that I'm not going <laughs> no one's gonna be able to give you that level of performance like it was yeah. it was awesome in the in the again in the true sense of the word it was awe-inspiring it was it was amazing it was it was well executed it was just a firestorm of a performance it was mm. like cl- close up and personal when you're watching it you're just like so much went into it and that's the whole yeah, thing yeah. of the homecoming it's like showing you really what went into it the process um the, the run up to it the process behind mm. it you see when she's you know literally um you know she's 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 got her not postpartum body but you know she's had a kid and she mm. hasn't been performing yeah, yeah. and she just gets from 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 point a to point z and point mm. z being ready to smash the stage at coachella and it's just like oh, yeah and i'd it, love to have actually, her as a client that would be my dream honestly can i just be honest with you as well you know everyone's kind of like sometimes there used to be those memes about oh remember you have the same amount of hours in the day as beyonce mm. and i used to think that those those memes were a bit stupid that mm. you know they're not they, they, they're, a, they're a false argument actually mm. because beyonce has a lot of support in what she does and you know the average girl doesn't have that support yeah. to cram in and the team that so that she can get certain things done in the day anyway i digress my point is now that actually i don't take away from the hard work that beyonce does pour into mm-hmm. her you know her work and her day mm. she she's remarkable mm-hmm. she is worth remarking upon she is remarkable so what it is i think it's the fact that I always say to people like find whatever your passion is find your passion don't chase money so much because now I had to learn this I think that the money actually comes I think people's when you when you find a job or when you find something that is your passion the money actually comes to you mm. it's a really weird 
it's a really weird way, but I think because you're enjoying what you're doing so much and that energy kind of transfers yep. out there and people can see that from you and then they yep. kind of want to invest Gravitate towards in you. you. Yep. And I think that's that's probably what it is. I think Beyonce loves what she's doing mm. so much. It's not even work to her. It's literally, it is her. Like mm. it's nothing for her to maybe get up at super early in the morning. Okay, right, I need to work out because I need to you know get on the stage in a couple of months time and I want to be looking in this particular way mm. so I need to be able to do a b and c in order to do it probably helps with her vocals as well her dancing like it's an energetic show she's got like about 50 men on the stage you got mm. to keep up with them and I think um I obviously I haven't watched the actual Netflix um documentary but I've downloaded the live performance that she um has now gifted us and we can we can actually buy mm. but there's a little snippet in there where um she's literally talking about how um you know the the vast majority of the people have her backing support like her dancers and all the people that are playing the drums and stuff like that they were like a lot younger than her and everything mm. you've got to keep up with them as well mm, so mm, mm. I just think it's about find whatever your passion is and honestly the money will come the opportunities will come everything will come like mm. Honestly, I think I'm like starting to see that myself that I've, I've had so many things come to me in the last year since I've been PTing mm. and things that I didn't even ask for. Mm-mm-mm. Certain things obviously you know about and when I'm like, sure, I'd even mm. like, I just happen to be probably in the right place at the right time and people are just like, oh, I'll tell you, I will tell you a story. I had, there's a corporate client that I've got and um, I had a little two week break and I literally just started back with them maybe like three weeks ago. So I've had three sessions with them, yeah. Um, so I'm waiting for one of the participants, to, the participants to come in. One girl comes in, she's like, oh my God, I'm so glad to see you again. And I'm like, oh, and like in my head, I'm thinking, who are you again? Like, cause there's so many of them. There's like maybe about 20 people mm. in the class I teach. And she's like, can I give you a hug? I'm like, yeah, of course. You're yeah, a big hug. She's energy. like, can I just say, I think you're a really nice person, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I really mm. love what you do. <laughs> so I think that transfers. And honestly, I, I bet if Beyonce was here now, she wouldn't even talk about the money side of it. She'd yeah, probably yeah, talk yeah. about the creative process, what she thought about. And actually she does in the, I'm sure it's in the Netflix mm. um, series. I know it's definitely in the, um, sorry, the um, the, the live the live album. Mm. Yeah, I just, I strongly believe, just find your passion, man. It will yeah. come, it will definitely come. And that's the thing, actually, money does come. Yeah. Money comes and trust me, money goes. It's because we're, we're so dependent mm-hmm. on it and it's it fine, we do need it and it's great when you've mm. got it, blah, blah, blah. But I think don't think about it too, too much because that can really just mess with your head. Mm. You know, just go for what it is that you love, man. Yeah. yeah. One of the other things I was going to say about... Um, Beyonce's obvious talent and capabilities as well. I think it also stems from um, she has been doing this from a very early age and that can never be kind of like downplayed Mm. because, you know, it's kind of like when you see, um, obviously there's a latent talent there anyway, but when you have been doing something, performing, for example, in her case, since you were, you know, yay high, then I think it, some of that stuff, mm. you know, it's almost like muscle memory. Some yeah, of that stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. is just, just like seeps in. It just, just seeps like, in, and it it's becomes like it's natural. You. It's yeah, you. and it's like it's like Serena and Venus in terms of mm. their playing tennis. They were like their dad got them to such a level back when they were young that now, mm. when you look at Serena, 
that's why she is I mean there, there's again and I say there's the latent talent and she is amazing and mm. she is you know one of the greatest sports people of all time um but you have to add into that, I reckon, yeah, yeah, that yeah. kind of that so what's it? nature versus nurture or something like that. Yeah. So they probably have the natural athletic ability yeah. and their dad was smart enough to kind of catch on to that quite early, yep. early on. Yep. And just thought, you know what, I'm not yep. going to leave it too late. So they get, you know, when you get a little bit older, you start to lose yeah. interest in certain things. So maybe he was just like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna make these girls play yeah. tennis. I'm yeah. gonna get them get them in there mm-hmm. early, which is I think, you know, if you're a parent and you've got kids and if you spot something, if you spot a talent in them, like really try to kind of hone in on that. So important. You've and got not a, in a Joe Jackson kind of way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, not in that kind of way. Yeah. Um maybe take you maybe take elements of what maybe Joe did, because I mm. think sometimes Joe gets a hard rap as much as he was you know obviously quite abusive to Michael at the same time I think there's a we know what he was trying to do we know we know the blueprint he was trying to yeah exactly so and he gave they didn't just produce um, Michael produced Janet as well and And the the rest of the Jackson 5 who were all like proficient instrument players and Mm -hmm. stuff like that Mm -hmm. and that was obviously down to the dad so like I said extract what you need from that leave the abusive stuff and take take the rest of it yeah no. Yeah, no, I hear that. I hear that. Okay. Mm. So let's move on. God bless Beyonce. Beyonce. Um, <laughs> um, let's move on. Okay, so Notre Dame, the cathedral in France, Paris, France, yeah. um, burnt down, basically. Um, is it totally burnt? Is it like there's yeah, just it's nothing? Not, it's not all, so not it's just a certain down, part, a part, isn't it? it? Yeah. Okay, so apparently it was uh, due to an electrical f- fault. Mm in the building so I was watching when I watched the news and I heard about it my first thought was like oh that's really sad Mm. then my second thought was like did anyone die and as I was watching the news they said there's no no casualties everybody's okay I was like fine cool so then I just flicked over the tv and I thought that was going to be the end of it then I flipped back on my tv and I look on social media and on twitter and I'm seeing this billionaire is paying for this this government is paying for this, this ambassador. I'm like, oh, what is Till eventually <laughs> we're in like clean, maybe, I think uh, I think the quote is maybe a hundred million dollars, a hundred million, not a hundred thousand million that's been donated to this church. I think it might be more than that because I think um, <sighs> LVMH... Of they just own. it just seems to be getting more and more. So I think it's it's, it's like all that. of these, you know, organizations, like probably companies, and mm. you know, just pe- people with like generational wealth have been donating to this church, which essentially, as far as I'm concerned, can pretty much look after themselves because the church in itself has money coming out of his ears. Yep. So I'm 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 pretty much disgusted by the whole thing. I'm disgusted at the fact that here in the UK we had our own tragedy tragedy in 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 West London with Grenfell. People actually died and the survivors of Grenfell don't even have a home to stay in. Um I think the quote for Grenfell in terms of the money that was raised is like 70 million, which is nothing compared to what Notre Dame has. Mm. So what 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 is happening? Well, this is it. You know, the thing is, um, in terms of uh, Notre Dame, I understand that obviously this is a historical building. You know, it's 
it's I think it's older or as old as the Eiffel Tower. It's in the heart of Paris. Mm. You know, it's it's a tourist attraction. It's 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 more than that. It's a um you know it's a a central point for for um, people of the Catholic faith. All the rest of it, I understand all of that. Mm. But even in understanding all of that, mm. I'm with you. I didn't understand mm. why it was dominating the news cycle. To be I didn't fair. because. I am aware of other um, buildings in other nations and other, um, not just buildings, but other important um, objects in other areas of the world Mm. and other nations um, being destroyed purposely, being burnt and razed to the ground, um, people's um, other countries um, prized kind of artifacts being looted in some countries where they can't even afford to protect them they can't afford to protect their own historical items mm. so a lot of that's going on around the world and if you if you kind of read about these kind of things um, a there's one argument that you almost get desensitized to it but also it means that when there is this big glaring spotlight always given to Western tragedies, mm. it it can be a bit of a turn off because yeah. you because you're aware and you read and you see and you you know and you've educated yourself to to understand that there are very many things going on around the world and so it does become difficult sometimes when you see this this um more so the media reaction human reaction people feel the way they feel and you can't really take that away from them but when i see the media reaction and the 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 kind of you know as i said this the excessive um focus on it as if nothing like this has ever happened in the world before it has Mm -hmm. it has so that was my first takeaway from it and that's why i was i was you know it's shocking yes but it wasn't you know when I, what i then noticed was everyone drawing for their pictures of oh when i was in paris yeah. in 1982 that went i didn't see any of that went over my head because i was so everyone was drawing for their pictures really and it's just like it's just a the building under well let me not say that because i understand the significance and i don't want to mock anyone's religion or their beliefs and everything you believe what you believe and i respect everyone's belief or choice to believe whatever religion however in the grand scheme of things this building you can rebuild a building you cannot rebuild lives that are lost Mm -hmm. so i just to me i just remember grenfell when it happened, I immediately just started crying because I just started thinking to myself. Of the people. Yeah, the people. And then it made me think there were estates like that up and down this country. Like uh, there were estates like that where I grew up in because I've got cousins or I've got family members there. Like that could have been me. That could have been you. That could have been like, and I think obviously when something resonates with you a lot more than, you know, seeing like think, Notre yeah. Dame, it's just like, what? Yeah, I don't no, understand. It didn't. It didn't, and that's the point. Even not even bringing up Grenfell, I think. Mm. I think in a nutshell, what I'm trying to say is the fire at Notre Dame didn't. I was going to say spark, but I don't want to use such a crass pun. It didn't really. It didn't really 
it, it didn't it didn't hit me as like oh this yeah. is this is so outrageously unusual terrible that I needed it was like oh damn mm-hmm. I kept on top of the news story because it was you know it was it was yeah. on it was on full cycle but it wasn't once I heard like you I think one firefighter was hurt but once I kind of realized that people Mm. weren't in danger mm. yeah that was it it was like okay cool and then I just got on with my day and that was it mm. and you know the news cycle started going and I'm starting hearing about donations and stuff I'm like oh my god and then there was a story about um okay which African nation is it I think it's the Ivory Coast let me see if I can pull up the the leader's name yeah, apparently it was Ivory Coast. yeah he has donated a a sum of money Mm. so so far actually so far um the donations have um it's got to one billion dollars and the name of the guy from the ivory coast actually this is about several african leaders apparently have done it chief amon endofu um of the ivory coast he is he's he's quoted as saying, I'm in full consultation with my elders. We are going to make a donation for the rebuilding of this monument. The traditional ruler said the structure, which he claimed played a huge part in his kingdom's history in the 17th century. Now, if we go back, when you say he played out a huge role, we're talking about colonial rule because that's the only thing that I can think of because France has been busy, you know, jump leapfrogging from country to country in Africa and just literally leaving its mark. I mean, how many African nations actually speak French, Mm -hmm. not because they wanted to, but because they were made to. Mm -hmm. So if that's the kind of contribution that you're, that you're talking about, you don't actually owe them anything because they've taken more than enough from you. In fact, it's not just bingo African nations. (laughs) It's like, why is Haiti owing France money when mm. Haiti was colonized by the French. Haiti's um, indigenous people were used to build the French empire. But, and then you leave it in in a mess, mm-hmm. separate into, so I think the Spanish side is the Dominican Republic. Haiti's the French side. You leave it in a mess and then they owe you money. That's like me coming to your house, Cheryl, eating all your food, drinking all your drink, and leaving. then something happens at your house and I'm like, I'll pay yeah, that. Exactly. Like, what, what, what were you going? And then you're giving them extra money for this one, one building, which will be built probably by the end of the month. Mm. It's just mad to me. I'm just, honestly, I'm just, I think I'm really tired and I'm fed up of just, just, just nonsense that goes around in this and nobody says anything. And I'm waiting for Theresa May to put her hand in our pocket to, to pay any money I'm waiting for her mm. she's you know the thing is as well especially um, be quiet anyway but because this Brexit thing already like you've already <laughs> annoyed enough people just just keep quiet Brexit is <laughs> Brexit, Brexit elicits more of an emotional reaction to me actually than <laughs> seeing that fire to be to be honest because every time I hear the word Brexit I, like I, I, I kind of laugh cry this I shudder like, what I, is going on how many years have you been on in in this ongoing nightmare it's like it's, it feels like groundhog day it really it's does it's too much <laughs> it's too much it's absolutely too much but the thing is going just going back to the notre dame thing as well um to the notre dame fire as well um i mean it was cute the way all these kind of billionaires and whatever wanted to come out and and contribute to it but one of again seeing 
people comment on social media and you know sometimes when you sift the 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 wheat from the chaff you can find some good commentary in there Mm. and one of the things that people were commenting was that um you know when you think about how much poverty there is in the world Mm. when you actually think about how much poverty there is in the western world and beyond it almost seems amazing that um you know it takes it takes something like this fire for these billionaires to come out and pledge Mm -hmm. you know billions of euros and you just think oh so that money's that money's available there that money's available why would you rather pay it towards a building which you know is going to get fixed rather than the actual people that need it yeah and if you know some people some people will say oh well you know because we have spoken about Grenfell and and obviously Mm. we're we're acutely aware because we're not American shade Mm. that Grenfell is not in Paris and Mm. Paris is not right next door to Grenfell but um you know the French have had its own economic problems Mm. and their public sector spending has actually been reduced in recent years so they they we are still making valid arguments that the French um, population can make Mm. that hold on the public sector spending has been 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 um, shrunk to a certain extent but all of a sudden we hear now <laughs> because this cathedral's burnt down there's 200 there's 100 million euros sloshing about Mm-mm. from 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 a particular uh, um billionaire yes and and obviously we understand how capitalism works and it's it's up to him how he wants to spend the money in particular i'm thinking of mm. that person i think it's the ceo of um louis vuitton moe moe hennessy um, yeah, business yeah. house but also LV, his counterpart yeah lvmh yeah. but his counterpart at Kering as well which is another one that owns ysl and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff um he's pledged a lot of money but so the fact is we're <sighs> we're talking about this on this podcast yes we're in the uk but we're talking as global citizens mm. because these are the kind of things that we have to keep our mind on and this is why when we're on this podcast and we harp on about you know um um capitalism when we when we harp on about um i say harp on we're not actually harping on i hope we're giving you (laughs) we're giving you nuggets of things to go and to go and think about but when we talk about patriarchy and we talk about it from the angles that we do it's because when you when you realize and you join the dots it affects us in all different ways and this is it this is when we talk about capitalism capitalism um puts first property money finance profits Mm. over people and that's that's the problem i'm always gonna have yeah and that's actually what um the notre dame um fire has once again brought home to me and so those were my those were my first and uppermost thoughts when i kind of saw how this whole thing was 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 um was kind of panning out it wasn't really so much for the building and the stained glass windows at which were all damaged and it's not because i don't it's not because i don't care it's not because i'm a heathen i you know i like a bit of, bit of art and culture and and that's you mm. know i'm born and raised a catholic as well if i if it needs to be said but the point is that 
should be people first I at all times. Yeah, I prioritise yeah. people. So I was I was heartened to hear that nobody had died. But religion that, says that anyway. Like if you're whatever religion you you follow, you know the main ones. If you if you want to use examples, that is one thing they kind of all agree on. Is like people people first. I yeah, there's nothing in there that says donate to your building no, make sure you're nice to your building befriend your building that is that <laughs> is you know ironically enough that is the antithesis mm. of what jesus christ mm. is supposed to have stood for so if you are a follower of christ aka a christian mm. then you'll understand and you you will prioritize differently and the church that 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 um notre dame and that cathedral is a symbol of the church mm. but it's not it's not, it's not the, the church. church we are yeah, the church exactly without us it doesn't exist yeah we are the physical body of the church mm. so that's where you need to prioritize things so definitely it's sad um that a, a historical building has part of it has been lost because of something such as as you said just electrical fault mm. but yeah at the same time, I am I am inclined to put it into some level of perspective of yep. it's a building, it's not people. And it wasn't it wasn't raised to the ground. It's still standing. The majority of it is still standing. Um, but let's look at where people are keen to throw their money when things like this happen because there is a lot it doesn't i don't need to say it's a very obvious it's, it's almost trite of me to say there's a lot of poverty in this world mm. in france and beyond mm -hmm. and if if you if we got 100 million 200 mi billion euros sloshing about come on guys <laughs> we, <laughs> we need to do something with that <laughs> bad yeah Kind of embarrassing actually it to is be i think it i think How it many is problems imagine could that money have solved imagine an alien yeah coming down and and hearing and see it like going for a trip all around the world <laughs> and seeing how the vast majority of people in this world are living yeah. and then stopping off in france and then hearing that there's a fire in one building mm. and then hearing that all this money is being pledged towards that at the same time as as everything else that he or she yeah, how would you in their alien life would see going on around alien. the world. He'd be like, okay, so it'll explain, be nuts. It'll be mad. You can explain it. You'd be like, mm, it'll be mad. Know. They won't get it. Yeah. They won't get it. They'd go out of their little alien minds. They'd be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? Are you not okay? I'm right. I'm going to have to eviscerate this entire planet because you just don't know what you're Something's doing Something's gone it. wrong. You've got to get rid of it. All right, cool. Let's 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 wrap this up. Let's move on. Now we had a little section um, a couple of episodes before, but it's been such a long time we nearly forgot it. Um, and basically, as you know, Cheryl is a you know one of the the legal eagles of you know the law world. She's out there fighting crime in the <laughs> every day in her chambers. <laughs> They're marching in there with her with her what's it, the wig? What's the gown the called? Gown, yeah. The gown. You know, looking at her judges and giving a slight, you know, eye roll when she thinks that they're not looking and just literally, you know, putting people in the dock and just, listen, don't let me bother you today. Don't let me do it. So with that being said, what we're going to do is that Shez is going to do rule of law where she's going to give her a little tidbit 
legal eagle advice or just something that she feels like you lot need to know y'all need to know you lot need to know and i myself i'm going to give my fit bit as a personal trainer mm-hmm. and give my bit of advice i feel like people need to know so sheza take it away okay so <laughs> let me just say let me just say two things like before i get to my um, little rule of law what made me laugh when you were saying about giving giving the eye roll when you think um people aren't watching i think i told this story in season one <laughs> there was a time i was outside of london and i was in court and um i basically one of the judges called me i was whoa rolling my eyes <laughs> rolling my eyes do you know sometimes sometimes you being caught they said they say they say um brevity is Mm. the skill of an advocate and i you know i recognize sometimes i can go on and on and on and on and on (laughs) until people have to tell me yeah wrap it up wrap it up not in court though in court i am concise and to the point but um sometimes there are some advocates in front of me who are just talking talking and i just feel as though they're just you're like is it my turn yet you know no even (laughs) even when it's not yet actually it could still be that because even when i'm not in their particular hearing but we're you know it's like um bits and bobs there as i call it so there's loads of things going on in the court maybe not a trial and you're just behind some advocate who's just harping on harping on and you just feel like like gosh come (laughs) on and i sometimes i can't help myself and i know that this was something i even used to do in um in secondary school because some of my teachers used to tell my um parents about it at at open evening Mm. that where if for example in english or maths maybe that English teacher wanted someone to read a paragraph and then I'd put my hand up and other people would put their hand up and then she'd say right I'm not going to choose in her mind she wouldn't choose me you're one of them kids I'm going to kill it so then she'd give it to someone else they're they're up dupping over words stuttering up the place (laughs) I would roll my eyes but I'd roll my eyes to make sure the teacher could see it like she like, just picked me. Like, we could have been out of here like ten minutes been ago. Out of here. So I know that I did. So I definitely, I definitely do that in court. And I, need to, I need to cut down on it because sometimes I hear some appalling submissions, and I'm just like, oh, mm. kind of rolling my eye, like, no. <laughs> so anyway, but mm. but one of the things um, that I wanted to talk about, and I can't remember why I was saying this because I was saying this recently to somebody about um in terms of wanting to get far in any um industry I think and this has definitely been true of my industry is that you have to know your allies Mm. and also in fact I'm gonna I'm gonna pause and know your allies and I'm gonna do that on another day because one other thing that came to me about but I know it's from knowing my allies it is you've got to be good peoples you know Mm. you've got to be good peoples because if you're not good peoples you get found out (laughs) you get caught out there to be honest with you you know me la i can be a little bit sharp sometimes if something catches me the wrong way oh I'll go off Mm. but to the heart of me in how I treat people on a day-to-day and on a on a one-on-one basis I'm always going to be polite Mm. I'm always going to be cordial I'm always 
you know, I'm always going to be good to you, whether you're a client, whether you're my opponent, whether you're my co-defendant counsel, whether you're my judge, whether you're court staff, even more so if you're court staff, yeah, yeah. make sure that they get the respect that mm-hmm, they deserve because mm-hmm. they keep this this criminal justice system and, and Her Majesty's courts running, mm-hmm. trust me. Mm-hmm. But um, if... You see, some people think they can they can get away with being nice when they consider they need to be mm. or consider that they, they get away with being pleasant when they think there's something to be gained from it. But the thing that I've learned, I remember next year is going to make 20 years of, 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 of doing what oh. um, I do. Long in the game. I'm telling you. <laughs> I've realised that people, people, it might be, it might take a while. It doesn't take a while for me, but it might take a while, but people find out about that stuff. Oh yeah. People listen. find out when your personality is not genuine, when you're only that being, pl- travels fast, yep. you know? when you're Especially only being in pleasant. That might be, I can imagine there's not very too many black barristers, you know, especially at the top of top of their game yep. that, that you work in. So yep. you're going to find that stuff. It's going to hit, come to you. Probably come to you quicker than you actually meeting the said person yep. who's a bit yep. off key. Yeah. So I, I, the, 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 the main thing that I think people should be aware of, and it, it is in any industry, because also I have friends in very many different industries, um. and they, things that they tell me. And about the way certain people move in the industries, for them to even know, mm. sometimes without even interacting with that person, it means that reputations always precede you. Mm-mm. So you've got to keep your professional reputation clean. You've got to keep your integrity intact. But also, I just think it's really, really, really important to be pleasant. Yeah. I don't like everyone in my profession, but you know, the only mm. way that they see that that mask off yeah in the words of future (laughs) cross me Mm. cross me and then we'll go there but Mm. if not if it's cool then we're cool Mm. might not like you Mm. but you're never gonna know yeah if you start being disrespectful (laughs) or you know that kind of stuff then oh yes oh it's on (laughs) but you know so i would say that don't think of it as it pays to be nice just be nice man Mm. Just be cool. Just be nice. Just be cordial. Just do things properly. Yeah. So saying that your reputation takes a lifetime to build and seconds to destroy. Definitely. So yeah, definitely, like an you arsehole to, if you want to. Yep. You need to protect. <laughs> you need to protect that. You need to protect that. Like you know, that's and that's maybe another lesson for another day. Or I might have mm. done that one before. But you got to protect your re- professional reputation dearly, mm. dearly. So yeah, so be watching. That's what I would say yeah. to any um youngins. Or no, you don't even have to be a youngin, but mm. anyone just powering through a certain industry and just wondering um you know how you do it cuz mm. you know the industry the industry I'm in is typified by a lot of white older men. Mm-hmm. You know, they're still white men are still a majority dominant yeah. force, yeah. And that's that's reflection of the country but also the profession mm. and where the profession 
the, the standing of the profession and and, and the the um the history of the profession so um you know it does take especially if you come from a background like mine which is bliggity black mm. you know in <laughs> terms of my culture in terms of where i've grown up obviously my family um my schooling or some parts of my schooling right you know, at least, yeah, primary schooling, yeah, very, very um, um, black. So when you move into, you know, those those others, those professions where it's not, it's definitely not a reflection of your culture. Sometimes it might be easy to to maybe go on the defensive or have this wall up or to be this maybe to be this ice queen if you need to get through it. But that's 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 not me that's not me I let I'm just gonna be me which is pleasant Mm. in general um and as I said it only really that uh, I only really set that aside and I just I don't even set set it aside and become rude I set it aside and I can just become downright frosty yeah (laughs) (laughs) if there is any level of disrespect then it's just like Mm. okay we're just gonna it's just gonna be monosyllabic frostiness at, 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 at stage but I just think yeah I think um just be nice it, it goes a long way but you shouldn't you shouldn't do it thinking this is going to get me a long way I think that's just the way you should be mm. yeah yeah good bit of advice there and it crosses over it doesn't just have to be in one profession it's yeah just a, it's a um, little tidbit there okay so what's mine called again Fitbit Fitbit Lala's Fitbit okay so what's my Fitbit so um, I have to say work's been really good actually I've worked super hard this week and only because I knew that the bank holiday was coming up so I'm like I need to cram in as many people as possible mm. in the ne- next four days because I'd like Friday, Saturday and Sunday off mm. don't have that much I have um, only two clients tomorrow which isn't too bad for me on a Friday and then I can have the rest of the weekend off nice. but I've, what I've noticed is that I've taken on maybe about three extra clients um, this week mm. um, one of my clients or two two people actually who actually train together I train them as a couple like best friends they're really nice so one of them said to me that um, prior to her coming to me they've had maybe about five sessions with me she's like I've really enjoyed your sessions I think they're really good you know I just want to tell you that prior to coming to you I had another personal trainer who um gave me an hour session Mm. but she said she booked like block sessions like loads of sessions with Mm. him and that um he put her on maybe put her on the treadmill just to walk for about half an hour of that hour that she had booked so obviously because she doesn't really know it's not it's just bullshit it's just her him telling her or her telling him Mm. telling her to get on the treadmill and just Mm. walk for like 30 minutes I'm like are you kidding me so I know she's like listen no you were literally like the last if it didn't work out with you I wasn't going to do personal training anymore because she she spent so much money Mm. on on this guy she's like in the five lessons I've had with you I've learned so much thank you so much so my tip bit is going to be for people who are looking for trainers this is what you should actually be looking for first thing is like try to be really observant go to your local gym look at the trainers in there Mm. look at them interacting with the clients that they already have Mm. like listen to them instructing them 
are they are they giving instructions? Are they are they just sitting down and just watching with their hand in their head, looking disinterested? You know, just like earwig, just mm. kind of like be observant. Like you can get. So I've had quite a few clients actually, literally tap me on my back as I'm training someone to say, oh, if you've got like maybe five to ten minutes, I'd like to speak to you about personal training. Right, and right, I've managed right. to snag because they like client. what they see. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And for the most part, most people don't know what they're looking for when they look for a trainer. So if you really want to get a trainer, if you need some help, mm. that is my bit of advice. Just be a little bit more of a observant rather than just going to any and anybody, mm. giving them a huge sum of money, which it is it's a lot. It's an investment in yourself. So you want to get a return on that. Yeah. And if all they're doing is putting you on the treadmill, you don't need to pay anyone for that. You can press go and just start walking Do it yourself. yourself. You don't even DIY. have to go to the gym for that. You can walk up and down on the street for free. Yeah. So that is my my bit of advice. Look at the trainer, see how they interact interact with their clients. Talk, even go to the manager of the club and say, oh, I noticed that this girl, this guy training I really quite like the way like what are they qualified in what's their speciality mm-hmm. ask questions mm-hmm. don't be afraid don't mm-hmm. let the trainer just come up to you or you go up to the trainer and just tell you a bit of, a load of waffle mm-hmm. there's so much you can find out on your own without mm-hmm. even relying heavily mm-hmm. on the trainer to tell you every and everything yeah yeah yeah, yeah. do you know so so bringing together that what both of us have said interpersonal skills mm. It's important. Really, really important. Yeah. It's really like going important. to a car showroom and just, I'm going to have that car over there. Mm. Like, you don't want to see what it looks like on the inside. Mm, mm, you mm. don't want to know whether or not it's used or brand new. Mm-hmm. You don't want to know any of those things. You just want to jump in it. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you could be jumping in the biggest jalopy in the world. Yeah. You turn on the engine, you get a meter down the road and the car just broke yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what? It's also like sticking with the analogy of or or the example of a car showroom it's also like when you go to any kind of showroom or any kind of um, retail outlet and you speak to someone and the vibe that they give you in answering your first question is off. Mm. You see if that vibe's off. Yeah, that's it. And we are. Out of there. Yeah, and you've we got a click as well. Like, it's okay, I'll deal with your I've colleague. I've been super lucky that I've got really like a great relationship with my clients. You get to know them. They're telling you about their working day and everything. So there's a bit of a release for them as well. Yeah. Like, and it's really good if you remember what they said the last time. Like, oh, so how's that project going on at work? Mm. Blah, blah, blah. There's so many things that you could do. So really... Get, just get a feel for the person that you're you're literally you're doing business with this person they're exactly. going to be with you for a while yeah so if that's the case see what they're like you know if you don't gel with them that's fine there's somebody out there for you but honestly really ask questions mm. like watch them like open your eyes listen eavesdrop find out what they're doing or speak to the client mm. that they just train and say well what's that person like yeah exactly yeah exactly yeah were they okay did they give you direct you know prices are they okay blah 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 yeah arts questions man and that's why yeah then you as the as the professional has to keep your professional reputation right like intact. you were saying yeah absolutely listen let me tell you since i've been working not trying to blow my own trumpet but i am but i feel like um, and actually, I think my manager more or less said this to me as the few women that are in there. He was like, yeah, you get a lot of actually get a lot of compliments. People do actually come up to me and say, who is that girl over there? I think I'm the only trainer in there that does weight training. And that's a big thing because a lot of the women that come there are scared of the weights area and everything like right. that. Whereas I'm like, nah, come, let's go down there. Once I get down there, we're like, oh. 
Is that it? Mm. Hmm. It's just like everything looks big and clunky and quite intimidating. But once you know how to do it, it's like, oh, mm. it's not actually as bad as I thought. So, yeah, that's my bit of advice. Just do your research. See if you gel with the person. And that's it. Yeah. Half yeah. the journey's done. The rest yeah. is up to you. Yeah, I hear that. All right, cool. Let's move on to another bit of TV world. Because Shez and Nelly made me forget for some <laughs> reason. I think it's because I've actually logged out a little bit of Real Housewives of Atlanta. Okay. Simply because... I think I just got really tired from last season. Mm. And I think they rolled on the new season so quickly. I just didn't have time to digest everything. But they've, you know, they've started. It's now finished. Mm. They've had the reunion. Nini, once again, is showing her ass. And I'm just like, what is wrong with this girl? And I find it really weird that the season before, it was Kim was the one who was kind of the villain of the piece. Mm -hmm. And her and actually Kenya Mm. were the two people that kind of got her together. They were Mm. high-fiving, if you remember, at one point. So now it's really weird to see Nini in this position, just acting like how she did seasons ago. Yeah. When things aren't going her way. I think the real takeaway from everything that I've witnessed in this season of Real Housewives of Atlanta is that um, Nini's a really toxic character. She is, she's miserable. Really, really toxic. And actually, I think that um, one of the, one of the things that one can kind of extrapolate from the whole observing it, um, and in this way, reality TV is quite good Mm. because you see... You, you've met people have met Nini's before yeah, yeah. Ni- oh, Nini's yeah. exist out they're here. all over th- do you know her and I share the same birthday oh wow I'm really upset about that oh wow, <laughs> wow. I'm actually I was like no way so she's she's what are you she's, she's December December she's 10 years older than me though I just like to point that out <laughs> that sounded like shade but <laughs> no, um, really just facts yeah no it's true there's there's there there are there are ninis out there in um I can only speak for like female to female um relationships in, interpersonal relationships friendships etc um there are toxic friends out there and the point is you see when you once you've seen it and you know it, you have to make a decision for yourself. Mm. I'm either going to accept it and manage it. Yeah. Or I'm going to cut it off. Mm. Don't think that no matter through the through the laughter, through the good times, <laughs> through this, through that, that the Just person's changed. Yeah, they haven't. If they're toxic, they're always going to be toxic. Mm. And until they until they exercise, and, and this is what I'm saying, we always, you know, there are these women that exist. And I, I'm saying women, but, you know, it could be men as well, but I don't know how male-to-male friendships get down. So I'm only talking from the perspective that, um, that I know. But when you have someone that's a toxic friend, they are, it's their problem. Yeah, yeah. It's actually their problem. It's not your problem. My mum says so this you, all the time. Right. Never make somebody else's problems your problem. Right. So you cannot mm. change it. You see this season, Nini's always been saying, you guys are not, not supporting me enough. I don't feel the support. She will never feel the support mm. because she has an emptiness mm. inside of mm. herself. Mm. And that's become apparent to me. Mm. That is so obviously apparent to me. She will never feel the love of her friends because she's, I don't think that Mm. she's a very loving and caring Mm. friend at all. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm. And 
I know it's difficult to draw a conclusion about the realities of her and her husband's relationship. But one of the facts are that when her husband was, is, as he still is, ill and fighting cancer, she didn't feel able to remain mm. caring yeah. about Have him. any empathy or anything like that. Because basically, if somebody's got cancer and if you're their spouse they're now the main priority. Mm -hmm. They now need to have all the attention because they need your care. Mm -hmm. I think Nini's not used to being top dog or number one. She now has to use all of her energy mm -hmm. towards Greg because he's got this illness mm -hmm. and it's probably killing her inside because now it's like, right, I actually can't be number one anymore. Mm -hmm. It's got to be Greg. Yeah. And she was, she was really mean to Greg as well. Like, yeah. And Greg's still kind of trying to support her in a roundabout way. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, Jesus, you can't even... You can't even be nice. Not even to and your I, husband. Right? And I, I again, I know and I get that... With a terminal illness as well. I know. Man. I, know. I get that it must have been a tough time for her. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Dealing with yeah. any kind of illness in a in a marriage must or, or just a partnership must be... but difficult anyway but you know dealing with the big c even more so and then as she and and he said on the second part of the reunion that their marriage wasn't necessarily in great shape anyway mm. so those things i have taken into consideration but i still feel as though you're right when you say she wasn't used to not being um the kind of the focal point mm. um within that relationship and i just think I th I th how I always test a theory because I don't just look at stuff and then just conclude you try and test it and I know there's obviously confirmation bias but I think the way the way in which I kind of test what you've just said as being true is when I think about um how she let me give you one small example mm -hmm. how she reacted when Marlo and Porsche, Portia came late to her bi-wig party. Mm -mm. The things that she said to Marlo. Mm. When Marlo came in, she's wearing like some kind of purple dress. I don't know, I can't remember what designer it was. And then she was saying something like, saying something like, uh-uh, you can't come in here, Miss Purple. Like, like Marlo looked mm. good yeah, in what yeah, she was she wearing. Was. But you know when sometimes you got someone that will see what someone's wearing mm. and you know it registers. Yeah in the sense that she said, oh, this purple, this, but it wasn't in a positive way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was almost like- like passive aggressive. Yes. Backhanded compliment. Yes, but mm. it's never even really a compliment. Mm. It, all it shows you is that my outfit's registered with cow. her, but she <laughs> she doesn't want to say anything nice about mm. it. Um, and then she kept calling her a B-I-T-C-H. And I know that they use that terminology regularly, but the way Nini was spitting it mm. at her at that particular time when they were like at the table, at the party, I just thought, no, no, no. I can see some of your, ven your re venom yeah, for yeah, real yeah. coming out. feel it coming out. Yeah, like and I think, and, I, and it almost seemed like it was triggered because one, Marlo came late, but two, she, she had the temerity to look good when she came late and there was a second um, can I just interject I find it funny that she would make 
a comment like that to Marlo of all people, given the fact that Marlo is the person that put you onto certain things, especially when it comes to style. Let's yes. not, Marlo might be a lot of things, but what you're not going to do is come for her, her fashions, exactly. as she likes to say. And Nini, the minute Nini actually met Marlo, that was the thing that kind of made her gravitate towards Marlo because she wanted to know exactly how you look same. so good. Exactly the me same you's with about Tanya. the same height. Me and you is this, that and the third. Like she's probably drawing comparisons and thinking, you know what? Marlo's a good person to have around for this reason. Yep. yep. Which is why I'm surprised that Marlo is actually still friends with her because I'm yep. like, she's using you. Yeah. She's blatantly using you. Exactly the same with another character on there called Tanya. Another mm. woman on there called Tanya. When Nini met her, they said that they bonded over their love of fashion then all of a sudden Nini's trying to like do her down about it because mm. Tanya said something about high fashion and low fashion and blah 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 <laughs> all of a sudden she's you know going off on one but the one thing that I noticed that I, I realised that definitely Nini doesn't like anyone else getting shine mm. it's her and Portia had a back and forth recently via mm, text mm. message and Portia put the texts on on her Instagram yeah, yeah. and I was reading them and one of the things that she was saying was you know, Portia's got her own having a baby special. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. I think it's like three episodes. Mm-hmm. So Nini was was trying to cuss her, calling it a that the the advert, the commercial that they gave you, saying that it's really short. Oh, would please. you? Why would you even? Yeah. Do, that has nothing to do with anything. Why would you bring it up? So Thank clearly, you. it's on your spirit, That's Nini, because you don't wish you don't wish goodness on anyone. You just want to keep it for yourself. And the problem is, if I was on that reunion, the way I body her, I body her. <laughs> but again, this is what it is, and it goes back to what we touched upon in the um, rule of law and the the Fitbit section. People, you don't realize that you're. Your your personality emanates from you in such a way that it comes through everything you do. Right. It comes through everything you do. So when you're having an argument and then you 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 bring up in your in your girlfriend's face instead of congratulating about oh my gosh they gave you a special for mm-hmm. having your you're saying oh yeah go ahead with your with your commercial like it's so short anyway it doesn't matter when everyone knows that it mm. is a big deal so that's your jealousy coming through that's your toxicity coming through that's mad that's nini all over i just i don't understand people that so i just think when you hear of someone doing well or getting something that you should be congratulating them for why can't you do that why yep i, I don't understand that whenever i hear about someone doing really well you know, irrespective, even there's people out there that I don't even know, but like, I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Like, well done to you. Exactly. Sort of thing. Like, that is my first, exactly. my first thought. Not like, mm, well, yeah, it's not even of, all, it's not even all that. Yeah. That's just like, why are you doing vibes. that, man? I can't get a little well done. It doesn't yep. really kill you that much to even do that. Yeah. You, you know, you need to go and sort that out. Yeah. That's, and that's, that, you need that to sort is out. when, when you, when you, so moving away from the show, but putting it into generality, when you, when you witness something like that in a person, believe me, mm. that's who they are. So you, you even manage that and know where you stand in your friendship with that person or your relationship mm. with that person or you have to cut it off. There's no middle Listen, ground of thinking when they start smiling with you that those smiles are genuine. Yeah. Because all it takes is for one bit of troubled water. And that's it. Listen, Simfu, if you go back to Nini after this, then anything that she does to you after this is you your own it. fault. Because 
even throughout the reunion, she was still trying to, I felt kind of find a little inroad. Yeah, because no, her. no, but I think, I think we might see it differently right. on the third episode because I think in here, remember N- Nini, oh, yeah, her passive aggressive self now, yeah. hasn't come out, hasn't come out and told them mm. that I don't like you. So remember, even when Portia went on her little rant, she was saying, you know, I, you keep saying that we're not friends. I didn't know that before. And then mm. Nini's sitting there going, we are not, we mm. are not. And the same thing with, with um, Cynthia. She yeah. didn't, she didn't come there knowing that her and Nini weren't cool. Mm-hmm. She probably had a little vibe, yeah. but she didn't know it. Like she even said there, like, I didn't, you know, I didn't know that this was going on in her mind. I didn't know it was still a big thing. So that's, that's the problem. She didn't know, but now she does know. It's, like, it's how she yeah, behaves yeah, yeah. from here on. If she's right, still okay. going to wuss down on it, mate. <laughs> you on your own. <laughs> the only thing that I will agree with with what Nini said is when, if you're in my house and I tell you not to go somewhere, don't go somewhere. Don't go somewhere. I thought that was really out of order of um, Candy and um, Portia to yeah. do. But remember, Marlo was hyping it on. Yeah, go in there, guys. Pick mm. what you want. That's not Marlo's house. No, so I know. But then as much when as she she's wants. doing that, and that's Nini's good friend, mm. you can forgive them yeah. for thinking it's not that serious. It's not that deep. No. Because I, rem- I do remember Nini saying specifically to everybody in there, it's not Marlo's house. It's my house. Yeah, I know. I told you not to go in there. Don't go in there. And then at least I see Candy just walking in there as Nini's telling her. Yeah, because I don't no, no, think, no, no, no. I like, don't think don't she do thought that. that she was that serious. Yeah, and I do like, I think she made the point that obviously in previous seasons, you had Kim going in her bathroom or Kim's daughter going in her bathroom filming the little um, bug on the floor. And then it turned mm. into this big roach gate thing and everything. Mm. So I get that point And I'm like, do you know what? You're right. Because if I said to you don't go in whatever area of the house mm. and then I think Kenya took her face yourself one time went into Sheree's basement and mm. started making a big hoo-ha so there's there are times that the ladies have a lot of like a lack of respect mm. for each other but they do it to each other so I understand yeah. where it kind of comes yeah. from but yeah that's the only thing but other than that Nini you're just a mean-spirited nasty mean-spirited is you actually need to get it together shouts out to um, Eva though she really turned up on yeah. the reunion I quite I do like her she's a little firecracker yeah so she yeah. does need to own her shade though yeah she does <laughs> just, just be like yeah I'm shady and then that's it shady maybe we can just move on boots. because there's more to come I'm sure she's not going to stop being being that way but yeah. you know that's what what it is so anyway let us move on um we said we were gonna do a um <laughs> um oh we're gonna do letters did you want to do your shall we save it yeah we'll save it it's been kind of long today yeah. so we'll save it for another time so we've got shady corner versus you are the light so first person to go into the shady corner is Jarrell baby miller who is the who is the boxer that was signed up to fight Anthony Joshua, I believe, in June. Um, this guy, if you remember, when they had the press conference, they're supposed to fight at Madison Square Gardens in New York. And he was in Anthony's face, telling him he's everything but a child of God, cussing out his mum, like being... Mm, I it that. wasn't just banter, it was just outright disrespect. disrespect yeah. And the minute he came for the mum, I think the whole of the much. UK, especially the girls were like, fam... Mm. You don't know, come from my mother Wakanda forever <laughs> just tap tap the spear on the floor <laughs> Anthony just say the word yeah. we got him and it just turns out that this guy has actually been um, 
he's given a, a drug test and it's come out positive. So now the fight's Ooh. in jeopardy. And it might be that no fight is going to happen. I think they're kind of scrambling to find a, another opponent. Mm. And I think he's going to be given a second test. And if that comes out negative, then there's definitely no fight going ahead, mm. especially not with him. So it's just funny how kind of life works its way it's itself out. You had the barefaced cheat to get on this platform and accused Anthony himself mm. of taking drugs, but it, it seems like... <laughs> You were the one. You were the one juicing out there. Up. <laughs> juicing up. And he looks proper juicy as well. When I first saw him, I'm, I'm not obviously not the boxing connoisseur, but I pretty much know that boxers need to be in shape. My man's got a fupa and everything. Oh, gosh. And that's what you're going to fight. fight. <laughs> that's what you're going to fight Anthony with. Yeah. Mm, no. Have you seen how this man trains? <laughs> Have you been on it? Have you seen what he does? I don't think you do any of that. I think What's you're probably that? juicing up. And that's it. But that is your workout. That's Juice your workout. Up. Let me juice up, stick it in the water. he was like hyper aggressive at the um, <laughs> at that kind of press conference. Yeah, he was doing the most. What's that song that says, What a day when the tables were turned? What a day when the ta- them tables gonna turn? <laughs> oh, what a way. I was like, Yeah, got nothing to say now, innit? Where's your mouth? Where's your mouth? Where's right? your mouth? Coming right? for people's mums. Are you mad? That's Are probably you mad? why he's probably looking self. Get out of here. So yeah, so he's in Shady Corner. Definitely, he needs um, to chill out there. Laura Ingram, who is a presenter, newsreader, whatever. She's just trash. Fox News, she's a Fox News. Well, there you go, Fox News. Um, so as we know, Nipsey Hussle, may he rest in peace, passed away. So maybe like two weeks ago, um, he's, uh, he was buried um, a couple of days ago. Had a massive funeral that was held at the Staples Center in um, Los Angeles. So this woman is reporting on it. Her job is to report on facts. What she decided to do was do one of the most heinous things you can do when somebody has passed. And I'd actually laugh at the demise of this young black man who has done so much for his community. Was actually in in his community, which is Crenshaw. Doing doing bits like he owned literally an uh, an entire kind of shopping outlet. Mm. He's got a company called um, Marathon, which I believe like sells like sports clothing, clo- stuff, clothing yeah. and apparel with his label on it and everything. And he was doing incredible things. So she just thought it was hilarious to laugh, to laugh at his death. Oh look at all these people at his funeral! Ha ha he he. That's he, actually that's it really, is sick. That's low. That's low. I didn't. I didn't even see that. Well, that's really, really low. Yeah, and then she. Um. So he's. He is. It's quite friendly. He was. Well, he's friends with. Um. You know, YG, the rapper. So for three years ago, YG put out a song called "F Donald Trump." Mm. So she kind of referenced that song as being Nipsey's, which it, it's not. It's it's YG's, and that's that was li- that was literally what she led with into the story. Oh, a couple of years ago, he had a song. No, she didn't even say a couple of years of song. She years ago, she said he has a song called "F Donald Trump," and then that was that was pretty much the story. And then the rest of it was her just laughing at the fact that he's dead. She's supposed to be a journalist. Yeah, this is like a leading one on Fox News. But so I don't know what's going on with that. But I think she needs to be fired because that is even if you don't like him, it's actually your job to remain. Bias, impartial impar- in, I'm sorry bias <laughs> impartial and to just report the facts like mm. what was the laughing about that's disgusting yeah yeah so she can definitely chill it's not the first time she's just the, i think she's the same newsreader that was um you remember when the parkland shooting happened in america mm-hmm. and i think she was um 
what was she saying? She was cussing out one of the survivors or something like that about his grades getting into school. She's just a nasty, oh, bitter, gosh. twisted, horrible. But that's what they could sometimes they pay woman. they pay them for that, don't they? They want them. That that's what they're going yeah. for. The sort of shock jocks. So um, she can do one. On this, I was really disgusted when I saw that. I couldn't believe it. Um, so, yeah. So let's just move on from her because she's vile. Um, you are the light. We already mentioned this. Russell Wilson. 140 million. Oh, yes. 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 Four yes, years. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, he Ugh. should go He should go in the oh, light. God. i tell you who else is going in the light. Mm. I think um, all of Ace's boy band members... <laughs> should go in the light because I'm going to find out who they are <laughs> and congratulate them you are my fire the one anyhow I see routines <laughs> it's going to be it I want it that way tell me why <laughs> do the Afrobeat version <laughs> no, so who else do I think should go oh wait before um, i forget um dope black dad shouts out to marvin marvin harrison can go into the light um, i think it's lawrence as well big big them up um was invited to his birthday shenanigans which he did like a live podcast from there and it was really good i'm so proud of marvin this is amazing an amazing movement because as we know black people need to be made more visible particularly in certain areas and if mainstream media aren't going to do it, then we just need to do it ourselves. And this is what these guys have done. So they're just showing what it's like to be young, black dads, just navigating, you know, family life and work life and just all Real of those life nuances and, and stuff yep. like that. So shouts out to my brother from another mother, Mr. Marvin. So I think their first episode has already gone up. What's the what's the podcast BBC called? Sound. It's called Dope Black Dads. Check that out, guys. Yeah, man. And continue to check out our podcast yeah. as we move through season two. This is season two, episode five. Yeah. Um, catch us back here on the other side. We out of here. Bye. Bye.